0: Hello and welcome to another exciting and jam-packed, that's right, you guessed it, jam-packed episode of Modern Day Philosophers. I am your host, I'm Danny Lobel, and today I'm going to be talking to my good friend Jason Zumwalt, who I've known for many, many years. And this episode is one of the ones I've told you about that I've been sitting on for a while. I'm doing my best to get them all out to you. It's been so long that I refer to my wife as my girlfriend in the at the top of the interview, Uh, But it's about time you heard it my friend Jason Zumwalt is phenomenal, but before we get to him a quick word from our sponsor Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress. Fits of insane laughter. Instant diarrhea. Existential malaise. Headaches. Nausea. Dizziness. Vomiting. Seasonal affective disorder. More headaches. Pneumomono silico volcano coniosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise. That's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. There you have it, stand up records, the very best. And now, without further ado, except for the intro song, of course, my talk with the wonderful, fantastic Jason Zumwalt. Enjoy! And welcome to Modern Day Philosophers. Modern Day Philosophers. Having failed to pay attention in school, Danny Lobel, now older and wiser, will attempt to learn basic philosophy 101. Our young hero will be joined by today's top comedians, philosophers all their own. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Danny Lobel. Modern Day Philosophers. All right, I'm here with an old friend, Jason Zumalt. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm okay, considering. You're wounded. I'm wounded. I'm all stitched up. I've uh, I've incurred several injuries because of the stitches. Because uh, oh, because you 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 don't know how to operate with one hand. I can't operate with one hand. So I. I And can I
1: say this? It's the right hand too. Yeah. So have you tried after being?
0: No. Okay. Haven't. Have you been tempted? No. You haven't been tempted. I don't like to do it anymore. You don't do it anymore. You know. What's your secret? girlfriend oh that's good i'm married though so maybe that's <laughs> so i guess that's the pattern you, you do it, as a girlfriend you have a girlfriend and then you're back to doing it again <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That might, it. that might be it how long you been married for uh, a little over two years okay yeah i like it yeah
1: yeah i know that was like kind of we were gonna work to that
0: well. how do you like it
1: i like it a lot Yeah. I mean, we were together for like three and a half years before I popped the question. Is there any
0: difference between that? Not
1: really, man. Other than, you know, like, I will say there's some kind of like metamorphosis on the, unless you're just a complete animal, you know, (laughs) I feel like as a human, as a spirit, as a body of energy, you know, trapped inside a meat case, I really did feel kind of like, you know, all of a sudden I looked at her differently. I looked at her as... Uh this comes off the wrong way, but as a part of my family, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like she was no longer just a girl she was she was with me, and she'd proved that she
0: deserved to be there. What were the challenges
1: Oh financial
0: uh
1: financial and financial <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you put her through financial hell and she survived and you said, okay, yeah, exactly." you won this prize. You won this prize, <laughs> more financial
1: hell. And behind door number three, a <laughs> shitty
0: car. Congratulations. Yeah, financial yeah. hell for life. Exactly. <laughs> I've known you for about, well, at least 10 years now. Isn't that crazy? You were on my original podcast. Yeah. 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 Do you remember it? Of course I do. Yeah. I
1: remember that we went live and you said, oh, just so you know, you can't say anything, like no no curse words, no right. shit, fuck, whatever. And, uh, and I looked at Brian, who had never been on the radio, and I said, you good with that? And he was like, oh yeah, totally. Within, like, 30 seconds, you mentioned the latest sketch that we had done, which was a hybrid of Rednecks of Comedy and the Comedians of Comedy, where we take Zach Galifianakis and put him with, like, Larry the Cable Guy. I remember guy.
0: that. And he kept calling him Zach Galifakis.
1: Zach Galifakis. Within, like, three, 30 seconds, Brian says into the mic, live on air, Zach Galifakis. Yeah. And I looked at him, and I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember, man. That was fun.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because we were also going out on FM. We couldn't curse. Nope, could not. Well, thanks for that, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. I know. Did we you didn't, didn't get didn't... red flagged or anything, right? No, because it was Did such you. a low FM station. Good we got deal. away with a lot. We only got in trouble for it a few times, and. We'd get kicked off for about a year, and then we'd come back. Is that back right? Yeah. Wow. That was the longest they kicked us off. Please before.
1: tell me George Carlin got you kicked off.
0: No, no, he didn't. Too he much was of a professional. Professional man. It was Dave Kasten who got <laughs> us kicked really? off. Really? My buddy Dave Caston. Yeah. That's hilarious. He got so mad at um, my roommate at the time's brother had hired us to be security guards at a wrestling event. Me, Dave Kasten... <laughs> And Maddie Goldberg, who's also no wait a minute. Maddie was a security guard. That's right. We were we the three of us were security guards at this wrestling event. Was he? Was he? Please tell me how he carried himself as a security guard. Well, you're gonna love this because we all were about as as awful as security guards could be. This
1: is the fucking Three Stooges. It really is, yeah.
0: So, and I feel bad for you know the guy who's. The guy's brother who hired us, I I look back and I go, boy, we were really jerks, you know. Yeah. But uh, at the time, you know, you always think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they stationed me at the door. So they had all. these guys at a, the door. At Caroline's Comedy Club, they mm-hmm. rented out the club. They had all these pro wrestlers. Uh. Bret Hart, I think was sure, one. Sure, I, I know he is. And uh I forget the other ones cuz I'm not, I, I'm not hip to wrestling. I don't stuff, really know wrestling but, either, yeah. But they were there and they were signing like uh people were bringing folding chairs. Oh, so they weren't
1: like wrestling. No, it was okay. a meet and
0: greet and and people were God. paying like 100 bucks to get something signed. Wow. So cuz his brother worked in in wrestling memorabilia and stuff. Sure. So so anyway, I decided to channel Don Rickles which never works for me, but I'm, always, I'm such a Don Rickles fan. Sometimes I try to be like Don sure, Rickles. You yeah. Know? yeah,
1: insult comics. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not, never on stage, always off stage. No, you know? but always in person. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in fact, you know, I don't do it anymore because people would think I was a jerk, but I was really just wanted you know, validation. You know who else I, doesn't
1: act like Don Rickles off stage? Who? Don Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles is a very nice man when he's not in front of the camera on stage. Right, right. Because he knows he'd just come off like an asshole. Right,
0: but I didn't get that in my <laughs> early twenties. Sure, okay. I thought, I thought, oh, people are gonna think I'm hilarious. Yeah. You know? So as people were coming in the door, I I would insult him as Don Rickles in oh. in my head, like, you know. Uh, yeah. and I, I bet remember you were what great I was, too. I was. Oh, my lines were so quick. I bet they were. I, I, a few Muslim guys came in. I said, "Hey, what do you got? A carpet design? I don't know, whatever. You know." Oh, st- that's fantastic. Stuff, stuff like that, and I, I was like, "All right, go on in, go on in," and I'm pretending to be Don Rickles at the door. Yeah. And the other two guys working the door were not. I didn't know them. They were uh, other friends of this guy who were hired. Was and one of them
1: named Brian Fencart? No. Okay, all right, because he used to work the door at Caroline's. He's a close friend. He's, oh, like, no. on Broadway now and shit, but anyway. I mean, Go I on.
0: wouldn't remember anyway if it was. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. But these were friends of the guy who was running the event. He hired all his friends to, to work it, and he hired his brother's friends, which is how me, Maddie, and Dave got hired. Yeah. So these two kids are cracking up at everything I say, so the more I'm getting laughs from them, the more it fuels me, and I'm just hitting these these wrestling fans, as they come in the door, one after another, insult, 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 and I'm killing at the table. Right, right, right. Until I get called downstairs, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, what could possibly be wrong? I've checked everybody in. I'm not even thinking I did anything wrong. Right. I'm hilarious. Right. right. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think when you're when you're young, and you want to be a comedian, Either, and and your stage time is so limited, the world really does become your stage. Yeah. And you're and in and, and your whole life is working on your persona. You know <laughs> what I mean? And and
0: if you were trying you were trying to tap into that. I was man. trying to tap into it and I got in a lot of trouble for that. They I, I called down and he goes, I'm having the complaints are pouring in about you. He you're says, racist, you're sexist. Absolutely. Dude. That's what he said. <laughs> I go, No, no, no. I was just trying to be funny. I thought they appreciated it. He goes, No, they don't appreciate it. He goes, <laughs> He goes, what's wrong with you? And in the middle of him yelling at me, he go, he gets called away. Uh-huh. Because Maddie had fallen asleep at his post, and everybody <laughs> was getting in <laughs> who, to the VIP section that wasn't supposed to. Wait a minute. Fallen asleep? He fell asleep. He was sitting at a post. He and he's sitting at a post. And he was supposed to check people's tickets to see which section they are allowed to go into. Uh, no. And, and he had to keep people out of like the VIP section. And he fell asleep. He was out. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Okay, so then what happened with Dave? Dave uh, decided, I think he got a a hug from a girl with big boobs. And he gave his, his security tag to her in exchange. So she went backstage to the wrestlers. We all three of us screwed up royally. Holy shit, dude! This is this is the Three Stooges. Yeah. This like, have you written this out? Have you? you... No, know, I really should. You really? Sh- this is fantastic. Every one of us screwed up in a unique and different way. Maddie's yes. post was completely irrelevant because he fell asleep. I insulted every customer that he had. This is your and show. Dave this is it. Gave up his security guard status. <laughs> <laughs> no, just some. No, other security guards are like, hey, who is this guy? And is now... this guy... <laughs> get this guy out of here, and then you're the only one who can get him back in the club. <laughs> but you've been fired! Oh my god, that's hilarious. So the guy calls up the radio show, and he's furious. He goes, "You guys are the worst wait, 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 security wait, wait, wait. guards." Wait, the guy that hired you? The guy who hired us? He calls called up. you
1: up. So he decided to air his grievance with you
0: on our show on air. Okay. Now, now Dave, who is adamant that he, he really didn't like this guy who hired us for his own reasons, whatever. He he was adamant that he did nothing wrong by uh, giving away a security pass. Of course not. And uh, and that this guy was a jerk, and he deserved it anyway. So he screams out on the air, fuck you. Uh-huh. That got us kicked That'll off for it. a year. That'll do it. That was a year. 365 days. So that was karma coming back to us. Yeah. We, we got it. They well, I don't feel around. so bad about Galifacas anymore. I feel no, good. that, was, I that feel one bad. slipped by, I Thank think. God. Yeah. That's so, so great. Well, cool. But where are you? Where, where, <laughs> where, where's life right now? I know you're married. I don't know. We don't get to yeah. see each other enough. So. I know.
1: It's I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a stand-up anymore, which is definitely part of the reason you and I don't get to see each other anymore. Do you miss it? I always had an issue with stand-up in that, okay, A, I was an impressionist, right? And even I don't really like impressionists, but I can do it. So that's and
0: you do it very well.
1: Thanks. But I love Carlin and Pryor. I love the greats. I love the greats. And there's no there's no impressionist. There's Rich Little and there's what's his face now? The guy who does uh, Madden. He's fan, uh, sure. and by the way um, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're really good and um I know who you're talking Caliendo. Yendo. He, yeah, Frank Caliendo. He really busted me up. The thing he did, he read uh, LeBron James' letter as Morgan Freeman. Did you hear that recently? Dude, it's f- brilliant. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, LeBron James is this touching, you know, soulful person. And he <laughs> just read his, you know, welcome, I'm coming back to Cleveland letter as Morgan Freeman. And it took it to this whole other level. Um, and I, also, here's the other thing. I'm not as good as Caliendo. I knew that, like, even there in that arena, I wasn't the greatest. I was more of a mimic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I gave up stand-up because I I wanted to be a comic. And I knew that in order to be a comic, I had to be comfortable living in shit for longer than I was accustomed to. You know what I mean? It's a hard life, you know? I know. And, and... When acting took off and when uh, writing took off, that was the only thing that wasn't paying rent. And you you could say, well, isn't that when you could have done something for yourself? I was doing the other two things for myself, too. And I needed to sleep. On top of that, my my father passed away in 2004. And I had a major moment on stage. Uh, I was at the... New York comedy club doing a fucking prom show. And and I, I was up there and I realized the one person that I wanted to hear me was dead. And I didn't give a shit about anyone in a, in a, in a comedy audience. I didn't need their approval. The one person I needed his approval, he's gone. So I was free. So I, it was weird. My father's death kind of freed me of the need to get on stage, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Yeah, you were trying to you were trying to get your dad's attention. Yeah, I was.
1: I was on a soapbox screaming, "Daddy!"
0: But uh, and then there was no point
1: anymore. And then there was no point. So now I'm a soapbox, just screaming at my wife. It's interesting what
0: just... <laughs> the you know when you get to the core of what makes people go on stage like that. It's it's yeah,
1: amazing. and I think it's different for for everybody. Even when we were, even when like I met you, right? I think I'm like a. I think I'm like in a class right above you. I'm I'm like in a class ahead of you, in that kind of like, I was. I don't know if I was doing it before you, but I got to a certain place where I was running a room and I was able to get up every single night if I wanted to. So I was kind of like finding myself on stage before you were. But I remember when I saw you and I was like, Jesus Christ. Same with Maddie. I was like, if he could harness whatever the fuck that is, because it was so out of whack and like you do this like rambling thing but it but it's brilliant now but back then it was like he's just rambling and (laughs) literally finding it in the moment but now it's like dude it's so good it's it's the sauce right now you know what i mean but back then it was just raw ingredients You know what I mean, and Mm -hmm. who the fuck knows how to make a sauce if you just got like paprika here and like the (laughs) tomatoes over here? It's like no, you gotta take your time. You gotta cook those tomatoes. You gotta put that (laughs) paprika in. You gotta love that. You've done that over the years, and now you're fucking fantastic. Thank you. It's the same way with Maddie, dude. It's it's awesome. So so we're sauces, (laughs) man. You're a beautiful sauce. You're a beautiful fucking Italian tomato sauce.
0: All right, with sausage. And I'm in my head. I'm wondering, is that even kosher? I don't know. Tomato sauce Not in sausage. my house, that kosher. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I asked you a bunch of stuff about yourself, and you gave me some great stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I send it all over to Alex. I love this Alex guy. Like, what? Uh, tell me what he what he came up with. Alex is almost. I, I figured out he's kind of Charlie from Charlie's Angels, right? He just yeah. Yeah. Gives us a mission and.
1: Yeah. And, we just give him the again the raw the raw, Organic material,
0: and he comes up with uh, all right comics. Exactly. This is what. Okay, Charlie. Um, so I give him all this stuff about you, and what he when he came up, with. <laughs> and you got some. You gave me some really good personal stuff. Do you remember some of the stuff you sent me? I know I said Mormon. You talked about being a, being Mormon or raised Mormon, right? Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember much after that. I talked about my family a little bit. Give gave me some good personal stuff, and okay. I, I said, I don't know what Alex will pick. Okay. And he says, this is what he went with. All right, here we go. Jason did voiceover on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I picked a philosopher who talks about theft and stealing. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Let's do it. You never know. I mean, sometimes. No, no, does. no, no, no.
1: Because I think it's gonna. It's it, a. It's the most interesting aspect about me. I think that I played Roman Bellick in Grand Theft Auto 4. Everybody is most impressed by that. No matter what I will ever do, <laughs> the moment they find out that I was Roman Bellic in Grand Theft Auto, IV, everybody loves that character, dude. And and yeah, he would have you played the game? Have you seen the game?
0: No, I've been embarrassed. I don't know. He's the
1: comic relief of the game, and he's in it throughout. And as the main character, my character, I'm constantly calling you, going, Hey, Nico, it's your cousin, Roman. Let's get together and go bowling. (laughs) And And it happens about a thousand times while you're playing the game. Really? people either love me or hate me but love me because they hate me <laughs> they have so many and then and then i die at the end of the game if you're if you decide to do one thing i die if you decide to do another thing your girlfriend dies but there's like this a weird Thing with this character, dude. I, the game came out six years ago, and I still have people hitting me up about it. It's nuts.
0: So this is quite significant. That's it's very that's significant. interesting. I didn't, I didn't know the context at all. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about theft and stealing. The guy he picked is named Augustine of Hippo. Have you right. heard of him? Never. Augustine of Hippo. 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 H i p p o. Greek. It sounds Greek. Hippo sounds Greek. Augustine. Does it sound Greek? Sure. I don't Roman, know. right? I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm, it is I'm Roman. i kind of dumb, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any more than you right. on these things. Looks like he's from Italy. <laughs> there we go. Italy, Greek, Rome, it's all the same. I don't know. Let's see. Mediterranean. Augustine recounts stealing pears from a neighbor's garden in his youth. He says his crime is especially bad because he did not do it out of hunger or even lust for the food. But rather just because he wanted to steal. Augustine concludes that his stealing represents man's perversion of his God given goodness. Each bad desire is the want to be like God in a bad way. Interesting. Pride seeks loftiness, and God is the highest. Perverse curiosity desires knowledge, and God knows all, etc. What do you think of that so far?
1: A lot of things, I think, Um, you know, it's funny, I immediately, I immediately thought of Michael Brown, the kid in Ferguson, Um, because uh, right before he was gunned down in the street, he stole something and he didn't steal it like it, it as a meek, you know, small thief who needed it. He stole it with gusto. He stole it with power. Have you seen the video? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it described. Um, yeah, he just reaches right across, grabs his cigars, and he walks out like he owns the place, you know, as if he was God, right? And um, then the store owner runs over, and uh, he grabs the store owner, like like in a movie. Like he grabs him by a shirt collar and like lifts him toward him first. Like, I don't know what he said, like, you know, what are you doing? And then pushes him. <laughs> what are you doing? That's the dialogue like, you gave him. <laughs> I, okay, he would say something like... Uh, like, don't you know who you're messing with? There I, don't, we go. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying. And he pushes him away. Right? It was like it was like right out of a movie. And I, I remember I remember watching the video and going, A, this is this is fucked up because the police have released this only to you know defamation of character. But B, I kind of know where he is right now. As an eighteen year old, he was like. LARP, bigger kid, I think he's like 6'2", uh, almost 300 pounds, like a like a beast. Like, he looks like he should have been playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, he was coming into his own, you know what I mean? And he chose to do something that was going to give him a thrill that unfortunately ended in his death, though they do say that the the cop didn't know that he was a suspect in the robbery. But you could also, I mean... When we're talking about this. Um, some of some of the, the the police report is that um, he, the kids were walking. No, this is it's not the police report. This is the report from the two kids that were with him. They were walking down the middle of the street, kind of like just owning the street, right? Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know if they were smoking the cigars or whatever. The cop SUV pulls up. Have you heard this yet? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, they it. pull up. The cop says, "Get the fuck out of the street." And the kids, kids are like, "Oh, we're just going right over here." So they kept walking, you know, because they're crossing the street. They're not going to the right, they're going to the left. And the cop pulls up, tries to grab them. The two kids run off. Michael gets in an altercation with the police officer. And the, ru- the rumor is, I don't know where this rumor started because it's not in a police report yet, is that Michael reached for the officer's gun. And that's when the officer took out his gun and, and killed him. Um, but again, that's that sense of power you know what I mean? Coming mm-hmm. into your own, being a god, you know, and especially after you've just stolen something, right? There is a there is a thrill from doing something bad, from being a bad guy, you know, and you run up against that wall and get your ass handed to you. Stealing's a weird thing, man. Have you ever stolen? Oh yeah, definitely. And I've and I've been karmically repaid uh, over and over again. Um, When I moved to New York, uh, and when I say repaid, I mean I've had things stolen from me. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I moved to New York, I moved there right out of high school, coming from a middle class family. Um, I had a partial scholarship to an acting school in New York. I was 19 years old in 1994. And I worked, uh, at first I worked, Everything was paid for when I was in school, and I was in school for about 18 months, and I worked as um, whatever's in the office of the school, right? Well, school ends up, you know, not being able to, like, you know, pay the bills. I need to pay a little extra to move into like a nicer place because my place didn't have a bathroom and was like roach infested and mice infested. So I needed to make another extra like $300 a month in order to move into a nicer dorm. So I started working at a bookstore And I figured out how to game the system. I figured out how to take like an extra 20 bucks, you know what I mean? When I needed to, it was like, oh, you want to return that book? Yeah, no problem here. Give it to me. I pretend to knock something into the, into the machine, no problem. And I'd pocket their, you know, their, how did I do it? That's not how you do it. I can't remember how I did it. but you I You take the
0: receipt and return it yourself? And something like that. Yeah, I
1: would do something like that. Or I would just take books right off the shelf and just go and return them because the policy back then, like nobody, nobody this had Barnes & Noble? Yeah, it was
0: Barnes My Noble. My friend worked there and did that, that same thing. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't, all right, so, so it was That's Barnes so Noble. That's so funny. He used to tell me he was making a whole living just taking books off the shelf and bringing them right back in. That's... Uh, really? He was just, really doing it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't doing that bad. I, I would do it maybe like 20 bucks a week. <laughs> it's you guys that killed the written word, man. You guys... Have, I think Amazon had something yeah, to do with maybe. it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It may be digital media, but I don't know. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, it was it was
1: Barnes & Noble, yeah. And then uh, I did kind of a similar thing with uh, a couple of other jobs. And then, uh... And then, like I said, karma-wise, I had a couple of situations where things were taken from me, Um, belongings. I had my whole apartment cleaned out. Um, I had a situation where I was moving from one place to another, and I showed up that night to, like, box up all of my stuff, and the roommate that I was living with at the time had boxed up all of my belongings, put them down in the lobby of the building, changed the lock on the front of the building and what and never and I never got my security deposit
0: back so Do you really believe then 100% that this was a retaliation in the universe? That's
1: like, I yeah, I mean I, don't, I, I look, I, I I don't know anything but I've had to as I'm as I'm moving from the Pelham Parkway to the Lower East Side and taking one box at a time at four o'clock in the morning, you have to tell yourself something, Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I had nothing, you know, what was I gonna get the cops involved? I never signed a lease with the guy. I had nothing, there was nothing I could do. So there I was, I, I had to kinda, you know, for a while I had to beg, borrow and steal and I had things stolen back and it was just all part of the jungle. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, what, what, what did you feel when you were stealing? Did you feel some kind of power?
1: Yeah, for sure. And then immediate, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Not procrastination.
0: No, that's not it. That's um, not it at all. No, that's not. <laughs> but but that's definitely a good thing to do. In the meantime, while you figure out the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> self convincing. Self affirming.
1: Yeah, all of that. Self- Self-convincing and affirming and trying to tell myself that what I was doing was the right thing to do because I needed it. You know what You're I mean?
0: Validating yourself. Self. We're getting really close. Self-validation. I know the word too now. It's yeah, like, right? You know, and it's geez. fucking with your head.
1: There's you if, if anybody head. ever listens to this, they're going to be screaming at their fucking phone right now like,
0: <laughs> Whatever
1: the word is. It's whatever the word is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter. Well, maybe we can Google it. What's a... Uh... Look up self...
1: Oh, I'm going to fucking hate myself when you, when you say it. I can't stand this. This is exactly... I, f- I blame Google for this. <laughs> I blame the internet for this. I feel like we're all going to have Alzheimer's a lot faster than, than generations before us. Because everything in our head is now being stored somewhere else.
0: You're lying to yourself, you are, ah, what is it? <laughs> I don't feel we should move on yet though until we figure I this out. I know that feeling, yeah. but we have to um,
1: because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Jesus, I almost just had it, I almost you just almost had it. You almost had it? Yeah, okay, let me let me talk through it. When I steal something, when I I guess it's a little different from what uh, what's his name, what's this guy's name, the Italian? I don't know if he's Italian. I I was guessing. Augustine of Hippo. Augustine of Hippo. Whatever he was saying, it it was a little different. It wasn't that I wanted to feel closer to God or get a rush. It was more that I was living in New York and and I needed to have lunch. Like, I was starving. And the discount didn't mean shit when I didn't have enough money to pay for whatever the 40% off was in the cafe. Like, I needed... 20 bucks to pay for, you know, McDonald's and then another McDonald's that justifying. night. Justifying.
0: You're justifying
1: it. Justifying. That's it. Fuck. There's an a easy TV one show called Justified for fuck's sake, dude. Really? Justifying. I
0: Damn, I can't believe it. It was so such an easy one. I'm I, so uh, fucking uh, embarrassed. <laughs> me too. It took me forever. <laughs> <laughs> There we go, and we'll call it a day.
1: <laughs> Jesus, you know what it is? It's the heat. That's yeah, what it is. You yeah. have no idea, people, how hot it is in this fucking room right now. Yeah, it was the heat that uh, made us ridiculously stupid. <laughs> ridiculously stupid, justifying.
0: <laughs> All right, well we got we got to it finally. We found it. We so basically. It out. You you would justify it to yourself saying, I need this, it's okay, immediately after. Did you ever feel bad after that?
1: Yeah, I think there was always a sense of guilt, you know? Um, There was uh, a couple of employers I had that were just cocksuckers that, like, I I think I got to a point where I was doing it just as, like, a fuck you to them. Mm -hmm. But I paid for that, too. Like, I kind of added it all up in my head. And what has been taken from me almost to the dollar has been is what was what I was taught, what I taught. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird that way. That's interesting. Sure. Mm -hmm. But But, uh, you know, the other kind of theft I was thinking of when you're reading that was, um, uh, stealing comics, stealing. Have you ever dealt with anything like that?
0: I've had one or two jokes of mine taken early on. Yeah. And, um, at the time I was a little bit upset about it, but then I, I had read something that Steve Martin said, and it kind of put me in my place. What was like, it? Anybody who gets upset about a joke being taken from them is not a real comedian or something, because he, a real comedian can just write another joke. Right. Uh, somebody who's not a comedian has to take a joke. Yeah. So I remember feeling like, all right, I'll just write another joke. That's cool. I thought he was right, you know. That, I like that. Yeah.
1: I got upset once. I found out that uh, uh, a friend of mine one of my Arizona buddies, uh, after I had left Arizona to New York, uh, he was still performing. And uh, a, an, um, another friend of mine said that he was doing my act. And uh, and I was like, that's all I heard. I was like, he's doing my act. So I kind of had the guy over to the house, you know, and we were really close back then. <laughs> and I, we were like hanging out and I was like uh, trying to like, you know, I was going to let him say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he was like, "So you're not doing you're not doing stand up anymore?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm not doing stand up anymore." So you know, you're doing stand up, right? If you're still doing stand up, <laughs> still still enjoying it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up, you know, maybe like uh, two or three times a week. Wow, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Any new uh, material? <clears throat> Any new material coming up? You know, yeah, I I do some stuff, you know, like, uh, what are you, impressions? You're doing impressions? I'm just really trying to get him to do it. Yeah. But then I realized that, like, my idiot friend who had nothing to do with comedy had no idea that he was just doing the same impressions. He wasn't doing the same material. Like uh. my Norm Macdonald is different from his Norm Macdonald because the joke that he's doing his Norm Macdonald at <laughs> is not the same thing. So I got all worked up <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I, he never copped to it and I never just came out and said it. So I had to go see him do his set to see what he was doing and he wasn't doing my material at all, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I don't know, it's a it's a personal thing because it's sort of like when you when somebody takes your stuff, it's almost like, you know, it's a th- intellectual property theft. You know, it's uh, it's your thoughts, it's your feelings, it's your ideas. So, it can hurt, but I think ultimately there's so much to talk about. What Steve Martin said was was right. You know. Yeah. So, we had um, there was a guy on the
1: radio i don't know some radio station in like alabama or some shit but had a bunch of had a bunch of listeners had like a decent market wherever he was syndicated blah 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 but he was basically um ripping off douchebag beach which was a a web series we did in 2007 it was kind of like a uh it's kind of like jersey shore before jersey shore Uh, did you ever see it
0: I saw it a long time ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was um, a bunch of Jersey guys, Guidos, hit the hit the beach for the summer, and all they want to do is find love. It was that's, mm-hmm. it was douchebag beach a love story, and a lot of the jokes were were just completely lifted and put on the on this uh, radio station. And we contacted them, and they came back with like really indignant and. No, we didn't, even though it was like, it was like, how do you, how do we come up with the exact same uh-huh. wording, the exact same characters? Like, how, how does that, and eventually we were just like, it's fucking Alabama, who gives a shit, <laughs> you
0: know? That's, I think that's the answer. You just keep writing. Yeah. You just, you know, and, and the people who have to take, they'll sink. Yeah. They'll sink because, you know. I, I'm it, a fighter though. I like to fight. I like to, I like discourse.
1: Why? I like, it's uh it it makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? Like what Augustine, he likes to like steal an apple or whatever. I like to really get into I like discussion, you know? I like I like it when I I, I hate the fact that you're not allowed to talk about politics and religion in polite company. I hate that because those are my two favorite Stop subjects. Stop
0: hanging out with polite company.
1: Yeah, I know. That's no. your
0: first mistake.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You need to hang around rude people, man. Well, that's why I have with a lot fun. of sports fans now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can really get into it with sports fans. And it's and it's and it, it's about nothing. Uh-huh. I mean, people will lose their mind over, you know, Seattle Seahawks versus, you know, San Francisco 49ers much more than they'll lose their mind over Michael Brown versus the Ferguson police. So you're uh, saying you may,
0: you may as well get angry about something that's insignificant. Yeah, just to maybe. get the rage out.
1: Because then like because you can get something, you can get mad over something like religion, which will really cut to the core of a person and possibly hurt them irreparably. But, you know, some people will argue that, that maybe that person needs to be hurt irreparably. But if you're do, if you're doing it about sports, and then you can both walk away. And,
0: you mentioned that you grew up Mormon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you with that nowadays? I'm
1: not even close to
0: being a Mormon.
1: Yeah. Um, I was, I was... Hmm. Okay, my my dad was brought up Mormon, uh, raised within the church, and went to church and was a part of the whole religion, and uh, didn't know anything else, except for that the way people were saying to act in church was not how they were acting out of church. He noticed that there was a lot of hypocrisy with you know believers, and when he grew up and left the house, he just never went to church. He's, fuck that, I don't need that in my life. So when he had his kids, he did not raise us religiously. So um, except for he loved his dad and his his dad meant the world to him. And when it came time, when I was 12 and my brother was, was seven, um, when you're 12 years old in the church, I think that's a you get baptized or some shit like that. I can't really mm-hmm. remember. Or maybe, maybe it had nothing to do with age. It was just like pressure from my grandfather made my dad get us baptized in the church. And then we kind of got a little indoctrinated into it a little bit, where it's like, you know, I, I was reading the Book of Mormon and I was, you know, I don't know, I was a dumb, dramatic kid, you know, like I got into it for like a hot minute. And then, um, it just, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. And you know <laughs> what I mean? Like a much more interesting subject matter uh-huh. it came out. And I dropped it pretty quick. But um, I have a family. Like the the show Big Love on HBO, mm-hmm. you ever seen it? Yeah. I have a side of my family that, that that film, that that TV show really reminds me of. Really? Yeah, there was like a weird sense of going home when I would watch that show, because I understood that weird—it's a weird fucking religion. It's the Bible, Part Three: Jesus Goes West. That's—it's Jesus came to America and preached the gospel to a white race of people that were. That don't exist. It was definitely not the Indians, <laughs> even though the Indians makes perfect sense because what? Who's more Christ like than the fucking Native American? Like if they'd have just if they'd have just got past their own bullshit racism, it would have made so much more sense. An easier
0: th- sell. Yeah.
1: How, how do they How do they preach that to the fucking other racists in America at the time? <laughs> all these people that we're killing—they're all Christians, even though they don't. Even though they don't know they're Christians, they're all Christians. Yeah. Who knows? I don't give a, I it, maybe it's all, maybe it's right. Maybe, maybe Jesus really did come over here and open the Native Americans' eyes to nature and love and the creator. I mean, like if you look at the words of Jesus and you look at the beliefs of, of Native Americans, they're very similar. Do you still go to church? No, I haven't been to church. I, I, I can't remember the last time I went inside a church maybe when my grand no maybe when my grandmother died which was 1999 when your
0: dad died there was no church
1: no when my dad died uh hospice took his body body away and my brother and I put in anchorman and we kind of had uh and we got wasted And we kind of had a a wake we just uh laughed and cried and drank and all the mormon family came over and had no idea what to do with us (laughs) because we were watching um one of the greatest comedies of all time and just howling with laughter (laughs) as they were just shattered because their uncle and brother and had just passed away even though I don't want to do it. That that side of the family is a little, little wacky.
0: All right. Well, let's go back to uh, Augustine of of Hippo then. Sure. Let's, let's, let's find do out it. where he's actually from. Born November thirteenth, three five four, in um, I guess, Wait, three five four? Three five four. What does that mean? Three hundred and fifty four. Oh oh God! I thought <laughs> you meant him. Um, like March fifth. Tall he was four. <laughs> <laughs> The year 354. Okay. In Thagaste, is that right? Thagaste? Thagaste. Numidia, modern day day Sacramento, Algeria. Oh, okay. And he died August 28th in the year 430 when he was 75 years old. That's good for back then. Yeah. It's good for now. Yeah. It's good in general. 75, that's a good That's longer than Robin Williams. So the name is Latin. See, but it also says here. Saint Augustine in his study. Oh, oh, I see. The painting is from Italy. I see. There's a painting of him. Oh, okay. okay. That's
1: him. Can I see him?
0: Yeah, take a look. He's really uh, dramatic. Uh, he's also known as Saint Augustine or Saint Austin. St. Austin? Yeah, he was an early Christian theo- theologian and philosopher whose writings were very influential in the development of Western Christianity and Western philosophy.
1: Confessions of St. Augustine. City of, City of God? Cool. On Christian Doctrine. These are all notable works of his. He fucked little boys? Think he fucked little boys? I think he just foreplayed. They all did. Just <laughs> <foreplay>. <laughs>
0: He was Bishop of Hippo Regius, which is the modern day Annaba, Algeria, located in the Roman province of Africa, writing during the Pastric era. He is viewed as one of the most important church fathers in the West. Among his most important works are City of God and Confessions, which continue to be read widely today. According to his contemporary, Jerome, that's so funny. Hey, yeah, I'm Jerome. I used to <laughs> I used to work with Augustine. Yo, you know Austin? <laughs> Austin's my boy. He come to me the other day. He's like Jerome. <laughs> Augustine established a new a new the ancient faith. So according to Jerome, Augustine established a new the ancient faith. <laughs> in the, in his early years he was Was that ha- your uh, Dice Clay? No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I just it was a halfway to Tracy Morgan voice i think. oh okay as a half morgan he established and knew the ancient faith this lemon that's pretty good there, that's, that's that, pretty good that's the full morgan there you got full morgan i liked it <laughs> i don't understand he was very it was basically he was just <laughs> that's pretty fucking good man <laughs> he was trying to do the thing with the, he stole some apples or some shit i don't know <laughs> In his early years, he was heavily influenced by Menchism. <laughs> menchism? Men- being a Mensch. Being a Mensch. I don't know. Uh, M A N I C H A E I S M. Be a good guy. Be a good guy. That's all. Manchism. Menschism. Manichism. Manichism. You want to take a look at that word and Man-ichavicism? see? Manichavicism? What would you say then? Well, it's a Manicha. Look at the blue word. <laughs> There's a lot of blue words on here, bro. The one that
1: says Manichism. Yeah, okay. Uh, Man. Wow. Menachiaism? You made it even chewier. I did. I really it.
0: i after it by
1: the neoplatonism of Plotinus. After his conversion to Christianity, his baptism in 387. Menachiaism. Menachia. What the fuck? That's got to be some guy, right? I don't know. Menachie? Oh, uh, you know Phil Menachie? He started this whole thing,
0: Menachieism. <laughs> He's doing really well with it. He's got a shop in the corner. Phil Manacki. <laughs> Phil <Manake. laughs> And afterward, by the Neo-Platonism of Plutonius, after his conversion to Christianity and his baptism in 387... What oh, was he before? Um, I don't know. I'm curious to know. I don't know. All right. Sounds kind of fucking suspect to me. I don't know. Was that Tony <laughs> Clifton? Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we got over
1: here? right
0: <laughs> There Some
1: broadway wearing too much perfume? Must be that time
0: of the month. <laughs> uh, after his conversion to Christianity and his baptism in 387, Augustine developed his own approach to philosophy and theology, accommodating a variety of methods and perspectives, believing that the grace of Christ was an indispensable to human freedom. Well, that's true. He helped the foreman... <laughs> He helped to formulate the doctrine of original sin, original sin, original sin, coming this summer, and made seminal contributions to development of just war theory. It's just war. Wait, wait, wait. With just? Oh,
1: just war theory. Got it. (laughs) It's just war theory. It's just war. That's what you had to do back then when you started, when you're, okay, we're Christians, okay? All right, everybody? Cool. We're Christians now. We're Christians. How do we figure out? this war thing, because obviously this Christ guy was not into it. I've got a just war theory.
0: <laughs> the pretty good, pretty good, just <laughs> war theory. Yeah, they they had to figure it out. I wonder what he converted from. I, I don't have it here.
1: From just being a pagan monster, probably.
0: I'm going to skip down a little bit. In the East, many of his teachings are not accepted. The most important doctrinal controversy surrounding his name is the Philokyo. Filocchio. Filocchio.
1: (laughs) Filocchio.
0: Look at my little wooden boy, (laughs) (laughs) Filocchio.
1: That was Pinocchio's, like, (laughs) step-cousin. Pinocchio, (laughs) introduce you to Filocchio. He's from Algeria.
0: Filocchio never got to become a real boy.
1: No, he never did. Stayed that fucking puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Never went to that weird carnival.
0: Other doctrines that are sometimes... See, now that's that's the protection (laughs) in (laughs) the Catholic Church. You stay a wooden boy, they don't go near you. They They don't. That's why you (laughs) stay a wooden boy. (laughs) They don't want the splinters. (laughs) They don't
1: want the splinters.
0: Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Other doctrines that are sometimes unacceptable are his view of original sin, the doctrine of grace, and predestination. Nonetheless, though considered to be mistaken on some points, he is still considered a saint, and his feast day is celebrated on the 15th of June. We just missed it. Son a f- of bitch! By a few months. I have a
1: feeling, though, that you and I were still feasting on the 15th. <laughs> we we kept just didn't it. know. We
0: kept it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're both fat, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> he carries the additional title of blessed, blessed as a... Bless? What? (laughs) No, just, you know, your mind fills in words before you read them. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So the sentence, you know, the line ends as blessed as, and my mind said (laughs) the next word was going to be fucked. (laughs) Blessed as fuck.
1: (laughs) He's still regarded as blessed as fuck.
0: (laughs) St. Augustine, blessed as fuck. He carries the additional title of blessed as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed as opposed to... Saint, as as blessed, as opposed to Saint, among the Orthodox Church. Oh, so, okay. So instead of Saint in the so, Orthodox uh, Church, they say just blessed. Well,
1: Gibson doesn't recognize this dude because he's Orthodox.
0: Oh, due to the teaching, is seen as controversial within with the doctrine. So. They said, ah, he's blessed. We're
1: not gonna yeah, say he's wait. Right, 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 or... right, right, right. He did some good things in Algeria. He had some fun with Folochio, the little wooden boy. But we're not gonna make this guy a fucking saint, are we?
0: <laughs> who made him a saint? The only one who can make him a saint is the Pope, right? Right? I guess so. Oh, I... They have more than one Pope back then? <laughs> you see that guy, August? He's blessed as fuck. <laughs> you seen a guy? August? Holy shit, Augustine.
1: Walking around like he's blessed as fuck over here. Think he's a saint? What do you think? He's a fucking saint. What do you think you're a saint? You may be blessed as fuck, but you ain't no saint.
0: Do me a favor. You don't come near the festival of the San Gennaro. What's uh, it called? The San Gennaro? The San Gennaro festival? Something like that. that the, that's the scammiest festival. They got a bunch of Italian carnies trying to rip off everybody in the middle of the city. It's awful. It's the San Gennaro festival. We, we, we're frying cookies and we're stealing wallets over there. <laughs> They always have like a clown that's ridiculously offensive. Oh, no, it's Italian. He's an Italian clown. What do you want? I always, yeah. I always stayed
1: out of those. When, whenever a neighborhood has like a a like colloquial like um, uh, celebration that that celebrates their own their own, I always like. Puerto Rican Day Parade. You're not interested in exploring another Miles culture? away. No. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think they want me there. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's the last thing they want to you see. You don't
0: want me, I don't want you.
1: I saw two gangs go at it, though. I actually got caught up in the Puerto Rican Day Parade once. Uh-huh. I was running from the Puerto Rican Day Parade with my girlfriend, and there was a gang of, uh, like, teenagers dressed in, like, all red mm-hmm. with a bunch of gang of teenagers dressed in all blue, I Guess they were the Crips and the Bloods. I don't know, mm-hmm. but they—they they all looked Puerto Rican, and they and in like West Side Story style. West Side Story style went at it like right in the street, and it was me pulling my girlfriend at the time out of the way. Wow, it was kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Come on, honey, it's like an explosion happening behind you. You <laughs> run, you run, and you don't look back as they all.
1: As they all break out into dance, I had no idea what was going on. It's like a whole practice number.
0: I'm just extremely racist. And the music is all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound violent. All right, here, I'm going to give you some of uh, our old pal Saint or Blessed, depending where how you look at it. <laughs> Augustine of Hippo's work. Take a look at this. Right. Let us know what you think.
1: All right, so this is from Blessed Austin. But the inner part is the better part, for to it, As both ruler and judge, all these messengers of the senses report the answers of heaven and earth and all the things therein, who said, we are not God, but he made us. My inner man knew these things through the ministry of the outer man. And I, the inner man, knew all this. I, the soul, through the senses of my body, I asked the whole frame of earth about my God. And it answered, I am not he but he made me. I can actually see why this guy would not be fully accepted by the Orthodox church. Why? Because he is skirting the line on, he's already talked about in the first quote about theft, wanting to feel like God. Mm -hmm. And he's skirting the line here and saying, I am not God, but he made me. And the next, in the next natural progression of that statement is, so therefore I am God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If God made me in his image, then am I not God? I, yeah. Which is which gets into much later philosophy. You get into Nietzsche. You get into Kant. You get into all that kind of stuff. So he, I can definitely understand why the Orthodox Church had a problem with this guy.
0: Well, I never asked you
1: where you were at with God. I believe in God, but I don't believe in a man in a chair sitting in the clouds. I believe in an unknowable entity. I believe in a heartbeat that you know travels through the cosmos. I believe in. Uh, I believe in. I believe that the Bible. Is essentially some a, a guideline that was uh, has a lot of crap in it, but but the best things about it are just to kind of learn to teach you to live through this life and not make a shambles of your own life. Not even just about other people. Like, look, if you if you if you kill someone, if you murder someone, odds are, whether it was just or not, your life is going to be worse for it. That's 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 all it is.
0: Just like the stealing from Barnes & Noble.
1: Just like stealing from Barnes & Noble. You're going to pay no matter what you do. Um, I've had experiences. I've had spiritual experiences. I've had paranormal experiences. And they inform all of this. I've also read... Uh, I, I've gotten really deep into uh, theology and uh, a lot of the agnostic Bibles. The best one I read, the one that that was closest to my own experience on a lot of mushrooms was uh, the Bible of the uh, uh, Mary Magdalene. Have you ever read that one? No. So Christ comes back from the dead, right? And he comes in, and he's she's in her tent, and she's mourning, and he's like, hey, what's up? She's like, Oh my God, you're back. And in the, in this gospel, he explains to her what happens when you die. And, um, what he explains in this gospel is what I experienced on, uh, a lot of mushrooms. Um, I left my body. I went up into the cosmos. I had all of my earthly inhibitions and subconscious fears stripped from me, which wasn't easy. I thought I was in hell for a while because I was essentially letting go of me. I was letting go of my worries. I was letting go of my, uh, uh, what I wanted to do with my life. I was letting go of my family. I was letting go of my love. I was letting go of my hate. I was letting go of everything in order for me to join a heartbeat, that traveled through the cosmos. And once I became a part of that heartbeat, I knew nothing but peace. And I didn't know myself as, oh, I'm outside of peace. All I knew was I was a part of something much larger than anything and nothing mattered. And that the world that I belonged to before was a creation, like everything is a creation. And I must have made the choice to come back or you could just say the drugs ran off, ran out. But uh, I came back and uh, I've kind of lived with that knowledge. And I've, and I've, and I sought out that kind of like, what was that for the longest time? Cause I knew it was much more than a hallucination. And I found it, I found it in Carlin. He talked about something very similar. I found it in Christ. I found it in Joseph Campbell. Um, but um, so yeah, my, my, my theory of God is I believe there's a God I don't believe in the Judeo-Christian personal God. I believe in uh, in an all-knowing, all-feeling, unknowable God.
0: First of all, that's incredible. (laughs) And second of all, do you have any left?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll let you know when I get some.
0: All right, should we do the quotes?
1: Yeah, let's do the quotes. Um, It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. All right. That's pretty cut and dry,
0: right? I think so. We're just talking pride versus humility. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. If you believe what you like in the Gospels and reject what you don't like, it is not the Gospel you believe, but yourself. Here he is again, skirting that line. If you believe what you like in the Gospels and reject what you don't like, it's not the Gospel you believe, but yourself. Now, he's not saying that he doesn't assign a good or bad thing. He's saying that is is he saying that's a bad thing, or is he saying that's how you use the gospel? And so is we don't, that have, okay. that we don't have
0: that context. We don't have that context because
1: he was probably smart enough not to give it. Find out how much God has given you and from it take what you need. The remainder is needed by others. Okay, so that's just literally like don't take
0: Don't take more, more than, than you need. need.
1: Yeah. But again, he's a he's assigning the subject the person who is supposed to follow religion to use their own guidelines the orthodox church does not like you to use your own guidelines you're supposed to only do what god has ordained so I, say I, all- he's an interesting guy actually i might read some of his stuff you might check it out at the end of it I might just play grand theft auto though and jerk <laughs>
0: off <laughs> <laughs> one of those is probably probable and likely <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you read his stuff and sit with it for a little while, and let me know what you think. Saint, yeah, sure. Saint or just blessed?
1: I'm I'm pretty sure.
0: What <laughs> was it, blessed or what was it? He was yeah,
1: blessed as fuck. Blessed as or a as saint? <laughs> I I'm gonna say he's definitely blessed as fuck.
0: <laughs> That'd be a funny a funny. A sketch. Saint for or the, uh, blessed as fuck. If there was like an edgy church that did a sketch show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: here we have two holy men. Is he a saint or is he blessed Bless as fuck? Up first we have Father Zumalt. We are here to find out if you are a saint or in the whole audience because blessed as fuck. fuck. <laughs> You see an opportunity to steal. Well, I'm going to tell
1: you right now, if it was up to me, I'd just live like the Lord wants you to live. He's a saint. He's a saint. He's a saint. Bless his fuck. Okay, all right, all right. But how does
0: the Lord want you to live?
1: Well, however he he ordains me to live, that's going to be how I live. Is he a saint? Or is he
0: blessed as far? Find out when we come back from this quick (laughs) word from our sponsor. Do you uh, enjoy earbuds? I'm going to sli- slip slipping a tweaked audio here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh,
0: <laughs> make a donation of $20 or more to moderndayphilosophers.net and you can get it. A- <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun. Great- yeah, it was fun, man. I wouldn't take myself too seriously. It's great catching up with you. It, it was. I- it was fun. You took yourself much too seriously. I know. Man. I know. No, I'm not at all. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Jason. Good to see you, man. It. That's our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to my friend Jason Zumwalt. Go check him out. Find him online. Jason Zumwalt, Z-U-M-W-A-L-T. Give him a Google. Follow him on Twitter. See what he's up to on YouTube. He's fantastic. Very funny guy. And uh, of course, you can donate to the show. That helps. That's what keeps the show fueled. Uh, keeps the show going. You go to moderndayphilosophers.net and you can make a donation. I would very much appreciate that. Show some appreciation for the show. Show some support. Make a donation at moderndayphilosophers.net. I know your weeks are busy, but just take a minute. Jump on iTunes and leave a nice comment in the comments uh, and rating section and a five-star rating because that keeps the show visible. It attracts new people to it. It shows up that way in the iTunes charts. So please leave us a nice, leave us a nice little review, will you? Please. If you're in the Los Angeles area, I'm running a once a month storytelling show at the Hollywood Improv and you can search that. It's called Bookshelf and it's a fantastic show and I host it at the Hollywood Improv now once a month and uh, I'll have to tell you more about it on another episode, but it's great. It's just great and I hope you guys can check it out if you're ever in Los Angeles. It's the first Tuesday night of the month at 8 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. I also have another show. It's called The Mostly Bull Market. It's a podcast on play.it. You can find that podcast or on iTunes. And it's like this show, except instead of philosophy, we talk about finance. And that's uh, that about does it for me. Uh, have a great week, everybody. And thank you once again for tuning in. So long. Bye-bye.